You're listening to the Essential Stepmom Podcast. Unconventional advice and inspiration on the womanly art of raising someone else's kids. I'm Tracy Poisner, mom of one, stepmom of three. I woke up one day after more than 10 years of step parenting challenges like alienation, loyalty, high conflict, and long distances, and found myself standing in what appeared to be the actual light at the end of the tunnel. This podcast is my way of shining that light back over my shoulder so you and all the others can find your way here too. If you want more of what you hear on this podcast, connect with me at EssentialStepMom.com where you'll find my blog, podcast show notes, and other stepmom-related resources. I really wanted for us to have a conversation about spirituality it is a huge topic and it's a it's a huge thing for me in my life even though I'm not uh, I'm not somebody who uh, participates regularly as a um, I'm, I'm not somebody who participates regularly in a you know a faith community or a church community but but my spirituality is extremely important to me and I feel like it's um, totally bound up that the idea of spirituality is completely connected to everything to do with my personal growth and that's how I that's kind of how I see it so I I wanted to just start by telling you a little bit about my story and where I come to this from um I um learned to meditate during the time that I was getting divorced from my first husband. Uh, when I was preparing for that, I, it was a very stressful year. And if any of you have been through something like that, you know what I'm talking about. I needed help. Um, it was probably the first time in my life that I really felt that I couldn't just do everything myself. And I, I, needed, I needed some help. So I found somebody to, to teach me to meditate and it was wonderful. And we had quite a long um, relationship of some years of me meditating um, with this lady, uh, not with her all the time, but I mean, she taught me to meditate and I continued to work on it myself in that same tradition that she had passed on to me, which was a, a Buddhist kind of meditation. and. Honestly, every every religion that there's ever been has some form of meditation or um, you know some way of reflecting inwardly. That's a lot of what we do when we're um, when we're praying or you know anything like that. So I, I learned to meditate. I did that for a few years, and then um, I was studying at the same time. I was studying homeopathy, which I have now been studying continuously for 25 years it never stops but uh, for about 10 years I had the great pleasure of studying regularly with um, a gentleman who came originally from India and uh, lives now in the States and uh, he would start every weekend that we studied with him it was once a month one weekend a month a whole weekend like all day Saturday all day Sunday uh, once a month, I did that for 10 years with him. And um, he would start every weekend with a kind of philosophical talk, um, 
that was always super interesting for me and he was quite well versed in a lot of different um, religious traditions and um, spiritual traditions and I, I just loved listening to him and he introduced me to the concept of uh, vipassana meditation which is another uh, Buddha type of Buddhist meditation there are a lot of different Buddhist traditions because it was practiced in so many different countries of the world each place kind of took on their own flavor but um, Vipassana meditation is something that you you become introduced to via a 10-day silent retreat setting and it it sounds completely ridiculous like there's no afternoon course of this there's no like weekend version you have to jump in with both feet and go for 10 days and it happens that there there are only I don't know five or six centers in North America and one of them is is just a couple of hours drive from where I live so after about three years of badgering <laughs> I mean I was studying with this guy once a month you know and for three years he he mentioned it and encouraged us to go whatever I finally said okay okay I'll, you know, I'll go um, and it was the totally scariest thing I'd ever done in my entire life and it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life too like really it was very hard work you're you're meditating you know from 4 30 in the morning until 9 o'clock at night and you don't talk to anybody and nobody talks to you and it like who's ever had that kind of experience except when your family is mad at you or something <laughs> but really it was um, very beautiful and very difficult and very transformative experience for me and um, after that experience I have to say I I really found a part of myself that had been cut off you know I had been since my divorce I had been single very happily single for six years I didn't have any interest in being with another partner I mean I I was you know done of that and I was a single mom and I was working a lot I was super busy but as a as a consequence of this meditation I really realized that I was cutting off a huge part of who I am by not being open to that and so I came back from this meditation you know it didn't hit me right away but in the next weeks I would say I started to feel like you know people were asking me if they could pass my phone number along to this or that guy you know kind of thing and so I started to say okay uh, that would be okay and I went on a couple of dates and um, you know there wasn't anything that really turned my crank but as it happened I, I did find my next husband in that period and I found him in my own kitchen which is kind of a funny thing to say um, because he was already my roommate and we had shared this house together I I was renting a room to make more money because I I needed some extra income to be able to keep my house after after I split up with my husband and he had been living here part-time um, his wife and kids were living about three hours away and it was that was just a little too far to commute on a daily basis and he was working here in my town so uh, as it happened he got separated uh, finally you know after years of 
um, kind of knowing that it wasn't working out and trying to work on it and it wasn't happening. And um, so he got separated and I didn't know. And he didn't know that I finally decided that I was kind of interested in him, which I never, ever had been even a little. <laughs> so it just kind of poof, it just happened like that. So meditation was, I think we can say, was completely transformative for my life. You know, I that's what brought me to my present family situation. And the next thing that happened is that he was pretty impressed with what had happened to me um, during my meditation and he was scared to death of it. Like he just thought it was the craziest thing. But about a year later, he went and did his own first 10 day sit. And we've both been back several times over the years. Um, and now he completely whooped my ass. He is such a regular meditator. He approaches it like he does everything in life, just completely 100%. So he has sat every single day, he's got a little app on his phone and uh, he has sat every single day without missing a day for almost five years now. But I mean, he's been meditating for whatever, 10, 11, 12 years in, in total. Um, so it's not perfect. Um, it's a work in progress and neither of us are perfect. It doesn't make you into a perfect person, but it, it sets you onto a path, you know, it's, it, it allows this work in progress to have some framework for it. And so I, I, I think that, I think that it's a great accompaniment to any kind of focus on spirituality that you choose to have in your life. So I wanted to speak just a little bit about one of the th concepts that I learned from my homeopathy teacher, whose name is Arup, um, he spoke very often about these three A's, awareness, acknowledgement, and acceptance. And that this was a, a kind of an introductory con concept to any kind of spiritual practice involving you know, some connection of yourself to something higher, whatever, whatever you think about in your own life, whatever that means for you. I think this is, obviously it's adaptable to every religious tradition because every religion um, includes this kind of idea. Um, and these are stages that we go through both as we grow over time and uh, with respect to any given moment of how we are um, relating to life, relating to what the things that happen around us and even to our interior life, it doesn't happen to be, it doesn't have to be something external to you. Because what I want to focus on tonight is the awareness piece and how this fits in to our step parenting journey. Um, like nobody could deny that it's important to be aware of <laughs> what's going on around you, but it's easier, oh, it's easier said than done. Um, and you know, how do we become, how do we become more aware? Um, 
if that's the first step, like, what do we have to do? Um, so I'll, I'll tell you one of the one of the things that I do to to become more aware that I think is super valuable. But it's it's not so complicated. You just have to start paying attention to how you feel. And how you feel is a pretty good barometer of of what's going on around you. Um, being aware of how you feel is so important because I'll tell you that I spent so many years as somebody who skipped over awareness completely and I jumped right into, uh, you know, a brief sticking my toe in acknowledgement and going straight to acceptance. And I thought that was great. Like it made me a very even keeled kind of person. It made me easy for other people to be around. It made me uh, successful in life, I think, to just skip straight to acceptance all the time. I'm somebody who has a really easygoing nature and um, I'm a pretty optimistic person. So it was easy for me to just go straight to acceptance. And that was a big mistake for me. And that was what I learned in the meditation retreat. And I think saying it, that it's a mistake is probably not the right way to phrase it because nothing is a mistake. Nothing is a mistake. And, and I, I'm feeling that more and more and more as I go along. And nothing that happens to you in your step family life is a mistake. Nothing. Um, everything is um, a signpost and it's pointing you in a certain direction and the more the more challenging something is um, the the sharper the pointer <laughs> is getting right it, the, the sharper you're getting poked in the direction that you're supposed to be going and and the more we resist moving in the direction of the sharp poker the more that it hurts so awareness is really just about becoming conscious of how you feel I read so many posts online that you know I'm I mean I'm online a lot in the day uh, kind of trolling face mom group Facebook Facebook stepmom groups and also responding to posts in our own group. And I think that sometimes, sometimes women are writing in with a complaint that they, they haven't even really noticed how they're feeling. They just, there's something bad and they jump straight into action without noticing a feeling that they're having about it. So if you can open up the, the tiny space in between where something happens and you have a reaction to it, in that little space somewhere, we need to stick in the awareness so that you get to see how you feel, you get to notice how you feel, before you 
before you react. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, it would be a little bit like looking for the spot, you know, if you have your hand on the hot stove, it's the little spot where you go, that's hot, before you pull your hand away. And I'm not telling you to delay pulling your hand away, but, but that we're trying to insert our attention into that little space in between where your stepchild says, my mom said this about you, and the part where smoke starts coming out your ears or you, you know, you're choking on your words trying to think of what to say. It's, it's inserting some awareness and saying, what am I feeling? What, what am I feeling right now? And just, just identifying that is the acceptance part. So, um, the thing that I do that really helps me in my awareness, before I say that, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that I heard something yesterday. It was a, a wonderful lecture that I listened to online by, um, Rick Hansen, who wrote a book called Buddha's Brain that I enjoyed very much. And I, I heard him speaking yesterday in a interview online. And he reminded me, it was something that he had written in that, in that book that said that our, our human brains are wired to put a lot more emphasis on things that are negative or bad or painful than we do on things that are positive or beneficial or enjoyable. We have a, 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 you know, an inner setting somehow that, that causes us to focus our attention on things that are bad instead of on things that are good to our own detriment. Like, it, you know, it doesn't really help us. It's a survival mechanism from our uh, you know, ancient animal part of our brain, our brain stem that's looking to survive. So we're constantly on the lookout for anything that could be dangerous or painful or, or toxic or whatever. Uh, we're, we're scanning our environment and we're paying attention to those things. Uh, but as human beings, um, we have the, the capacity to focus our attention on things that are positive and good for us and things that we want more of and we have to fight a little bit uh, this animal part of our brain that you know unconsciously um, prejudices us in favor of looking at what's negative and this is how they this is how the advertising industry works right like anything that somebody is selling you they're selling on the basis of connecting with some kind of negative idea that if you if you don't have this thing then you're you're missing out or if you don't have this thing you're not taking advantage of improving yourself in some way that will help your survival so we want to increase our awareness deliberately increase our awareness of things that are good around us and this is something that is going to have such a profound benefit on your family. I can't even tell you how important it is. This is where I work with a gratitude journal. And it's 
it's so easy to do and it's such a transformative practice. I saw a quote from Oprah Winfrey who said that she started doing a gratitude journal like 17 years ago and it completely changed her life. She was already she was already a pretty big deal 17 years ago. So, you know, for for something like that to have changed her life even when it was already on a on a great trajectory, um I think that's worth paying attention to. I can also tell you that one of my private clients, my private coaching clients, um, said because I, I made her do a gratitude journal, it was part of our where it was part of her homework in our work together. And when we met the next time, she said, I was really skeptical about that, but it really works. <laughs> So I strongly encourage you to uh, spend some time with a gratitude journal. You don't need anything special for it. Um, I made a little template that I offer everybody who wants it just to kind of get you going. And I guess I'll put the link in um, under this video so you can grab it if you want, but you don't need it. You just need any kind of a notebook and it's nice if you have a nice looking notebook, like something that feels inspiring a little bit to, to write in. But you just wanna write five things every day that you're grateful for. And in the beginning, you might have to hunt in your mind for something that you're grateful for on that day. Um, I mean, I remember starting out with things like the sun was out today for the first time all week and that was really nice and I was grateful for that and I'm grateful for indoor plumbing because my great-great-grandmother certainly had to use a bedpan or go out to the outhouse or something you know I'm grateful to live in a in a time and a place where I have you know hot water coming out of the tap anytime I turn it on um, I'm grateful for my husband and you know even if we have a tough day together or we're not seeing eye to eye about something you know I'm grateful that we found each other you have to work a little bit at that in the beginning but as you get going you'll see that you start to notice more and more and more things around you that are positive things and that is so beneficial to how your brain is wired and it's so beneficial to lifting up your vibration that's something that I you've probably heard me say this before right but high vibration is what we're aiming for we're we're trying to we're trying to increase our vibration to match the vibration of the goodness that we want to have all around us you know, low vibration stuff is um, heaviness. We talk about we talk about darkness and heaviness in terms of the emotions that we would rather not spend a lot of time around, right? And I'm not again. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have them. We have to be aware of them and acknowledge them and even accept them. But uh, this is this is a kind of practice to specifically increase your awareness of the things that your brain is more likely to ignore 
because they're not they don't seem important to your survival but they're important to your growth and uh, growth and survival don't always happen at the same instant so it doesn't mean that you know if you're if you're growing you're gonna not survive that's not what I mean but um, but we can't be focused our even our cells of our body can't focus on survival and growth at the same time so when we know that our survival in the next five minutes is pretty much taken care of we need to purposefully switch into that growth mode by getting our getting our brain over towards looking at positive things so five things a day five things every day I it's something that I used to do at night before I go to bed and now I do it any time of the day that I remember but it's important and you're gonna see major changes in your situation in your step family situation in your relationships you just will and as you get comfortable writing in a gratitude journal you can start to stretch yourself to find things that you're grateful for even about difficult situations or difficult people and those things are there too so that's probably i've been talking for half an hour i i don't want to i could go on all day and <laughs> you know me right i love to talk i'll put my link for the for the meditation uh, for the gratitude journal in the notes for this and uh i would love to hear from you if you're trying that and uh, i would love to know how it comes out and we'll go on next time um, with the acknowledgement and acceptance pieces okay so have a great weekend everybody bye that's all for this episode if you liked what you heard here don't forget to subscribe and you'll get a new podcast from me every tuesday I hang out with an amazing group of wise, funny, and infinitely supportive stepmoms at The Spectacular Stepmom, a closed Facebook group. Just shoot us a join request and be part of this lovely tribe. You can always reach me by email at info at